This is the Today's RDH Dental Hygiene Podcast. The podcast for curious and passionate dental hygienists. Hi, Kara RDH here. Before we get started, I want to thank Listerine for sponsoring this podcast audio article. There is some exciting new research that shows Listerine antiseptic is 4.6 times more effective than floss for sustained supergingival plaque reduction. This shows the antimicrobial action of Listerine, in addition to the mechanical action of floss, can help achieve optimal oral health. I highly encourage you to check out the research for yourself by going to rdh.tv slash attack plaque. That's rdh.tv slash attack plaque. The link is also in the description of this audio article. And please note, although a sponsor of this audio article, Listerine and Johnson & Johnson Consumer Inc. had no input into or control over the content being presented in this podcast. Now let's get to the audio article. Refugee Children, How Dental Hygienists Help Welcome Them to a New Country by Saida Ijaz, RDH BDS. When families are severed from the land of their origin and placed in another country, living conditions are anything but ideal. Refugees face many problems when settling in new surroundings. Money is tight, there's a cultural shock, and there's often discrimination and xenophobia based on race or religion. Under all these conditions, thinking about oral health, especially for the children, might not be on the list of priorities for the refugee parents. This is one of the many reasons why refugee children have a higher percentage of oral diseases as compared to native children. A dental hygienist can be a great resource in supporting underserved communities by improving oral health through education and bridging the gap between dental and medical services. Health of Refugees Many first-world countries take refugees from troubled regions of the world. In the United States, the Refugee Resettlement Program was created in 1980, and immigrant families have settled more in the U.S. than in any other country in the world. According to the Migratory Policy Institute, more than 44.5 million people living in the U.S. are foreign-born, making up 13.7% of the U.S. population. Voluntary immigrants who settle in the U.S. are usually in good health compared to their native U.S. peers. This trend is known as the healthy immigrant effect, which is due to selection bias for choosing only healthy individuals as candidates for migration to the U.S. Refugees that make up 10% of the immigrants, however, present a different picture. Upon arrival in the new country, these refugees may have pre-existing health conditions and are in a much more difficult position compared to their voluntary immigrant peers. Maternal influence on oral health Oral diseases in refugee children were one pre-existing condition in which the parent's role, especially that of a mother, played a key role. Maternal oral health directly affected a child's oral health through the transfer of direct karyogenic bacteria from mother to child. The mother's psychological health and dietary habits also play a vital role. Lack of maternal knowledge of oral health was another factor. The theme of fear of doing dental procedures during pregnancy was also noted in refugee communities, where it was a common belief that dental work might harm the unborn child. There remained much confusion about a child's oral hygiene practice. A study in Australia noted that only 1% of pregnant women from a refugee background attended dental services despite having large numbers of birth in the region. In a study conducted on Syrian refugee children, a questionnaire about oral health quality of life was given to parents. The results revealed that oral pain was the biggest concern of both mothers and fathers of children. Adapting to new oral health habits Acculturation is lifestyle and behavioral changes of people as they move from one culture and adapt to another culture, usually 
as a result of immigration. This adaptation process has a direct impact on the oral health of refugee children. A lower level of understanding of the health system was observed with less English proficiency. The need to seek medical help only in sickness was common among many refugees coming from different cultures. This was the case especially with primary teeth of young children. Financial struggle is yet another roadblock that ties the hands of refugees in seeking preventative dental care. No matter where the refugees come from, the lack of financial resources was a common theme. Dental work is expensive, and finding affordable dental care was exhausting and inadequate. For refugees living in San Antonio, Texas, a survey reported that 45.9% lacked dental insurance, and 41.5% did not have money for dental treatment. Seeking guidance from dental hygienists a dental hygienist can help not only in the prevention of oral diseases in refugee communities, but also in educating these families about healthcare access. An Australian study conducted on Afghan and Sri Lankan pregnant refugee mothers concluded that pregnancy was the right time to start preventative care. Poor maternal oral health is a modifiable risk factor, and dental screening is needed to be a part of maternity health services. The study also noted a policy-to-practice gap. Midwives and OBGYN personnel were unable to direct mothers who had inquiries about dental issues due to a lack of communication between healthcare workers and dental care providers. These mothers felt overwhelmed navigating their way through dental care service. The need for collaboration between midwives and dental health workers was emphasized for the marginalized communities where dental care workers could work along with OBGYNs and midwives. Refugees come from different cultures and backgrounds, with different dental perceptions, poverty, and language limitations. Dental hygiene students exposed to culturally diverse patients would be prepared for bridging the cultural gap that the refugees face due to acculturation and help build trust in the preventative aspect of oral care. A study was done with dental hygiene students where the students were exposed to culturally diverse patients. Students who were observed in the study admitted to not being properly prepared to deal with a culturally diverse population. Training students for diverse refugee populations can be done in the clinical setting as part of the dental hygiene curriculum. Bridging the cultural gap can also be achieved by having culturally concordant and diverse dental care providers. This makes the dental provider, like a hygienist, sensitive to the patient's home culture and helps build trust between the family and provider. This trust helps in educating basic oral hygiene and at-home care and further helps to displace families with the whole health system. Understanding patients' culture and diversity also gives the provider insight into cultural beliefs, especially surrounding oral health and compels them to work on their own cultural biases. The humanistic approach to dental care includes not only language, but also the cultural understanding of the individuals. This can be achieved by treating patients from different cultures during the attendance of a dental hygiene program. With these understandings, a dental hygienist can provide more comprehensive assessments and patient education, such as nutritional counseling, apply fluoride, and provide necessary referrals for refugee children. I believe a dental rotation to a refugee settlement or residential areas, every big city has one, can help as well. Hygienists can present oral hygiene instruction, OHI, in a place where the refugees feel comfortable. During spring 2021, I plan to visit an apartment complex where many Afghan refugees reside. Along with two other dental hygiene students, I intend to provide OHI to children and mothers, introducing them to dental hygiene services. Making dental care more affordable could become a great motivator for engaging displaced communities. Many institutes take initiatives that are oriented especially towards refugee families. One such initiative is the Open Wide Clinic, a one-day free clinic in Manitoba's College of Dentistry in Canada. The dental staff focuses on dental-related issues, from hygiene treatment to restorative procedures. 
Advice on good oral hygiene is part of the Open Wide initiative. Another way to focus on dental preventative care for refugee children would be through a dental screening at schools. Although it's not a very reliable method, it was still found with low certainty that specific referrals given after dental screening increase dental attendance. By having access to refugees and understanding the culture, values, dental understandings, and fears, a dental hygienist can be a great help. Good communication between a hygienist and refugee families can work miracles in preventative care for the refugee children, which they can benefit from for the rest of their lives. By emphasizing preventative dental care and education, these families can save a lot of money that would normally be spent seeking emergency dental procedures, making refugee children feel welcomed in their new country. I hope you enjoyed that audio article. Thank you again to Listerine for sponsoring this episode and for their recognition of the important role hygienists play in the dental office. I highly encourage you to check out the new research that shows Listerine antiseptic is 4.6 times more effective than floss for sustained supergingival plaque reduction. This shows the antimicrobial action of Listerine, in addition to the mechanical action of floss, can help achieve optimal oral health. Head on over to rdh.tv slash attack plaque. That's rdh.tv slash attack plaque to learn more. And please note, although a sponsor of this audio article, Listerine and Johnson & Johnson Consumer Inc. had no input into or control over the content being presented in this podcast. Thank you for listening to the Today's RDH Dental Hygiene Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. 